if I really being honest with you, I have a lot of financial regrets and I'm sure this isn't unique to me. In fact, there's a lot of regrets looking back in business and decisions that I either made or didn't make that today I look back on and say, man, if I could just do it all over again, I can't imagine that this is unique to me. We all have decisions looking back with the benefit of hindsight that we wish we could change. Now, one of my big regrets financially is not maxing out a Roth IRA every year since I started making money, even at age 19. And if I could travel back in time, I would put absolutely nothing into the 401k side. Now, I know this goes against the grain, but by now you guys are expecting me to be a bit contrarian to typical financial advice. Now, Realize that my situation may not be the best for you. What's best for you may just be setting up a 401k or if you already have one, maxing it out every year. Now, I will never contribute to my 401k again for three reasons. Number one, I invest heavily into real estate and with depreciation, I can protect the income that flows in from taxes. Remember, depreciation is a way to create a phantom deduction that offsets the any passive cash flow in a lot of situations so you don't actually pay taxes on the rental net income that you receive. Now, it is possible to invest into real estate inside a retirement plan should you set up a self-directed type of plan, but then you lose the ability to take the depreciation deferral. This is where I say the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Now, number two, taxes are at historically low levels, and the government has shown no restraint in fiscal policy. If you've seen any of the headlines, which I try to avoid, but oftentimes you just simply can't, they're everywhere. The U.S. is approaching or has already exceeded their debt limit. Now, of course, they're going to raise it. <laughs> they're going to figure it out, and it's not going to be that big of a deal right now. They're actually just kicking the can down the road, meaning that they're going to continue to spend a lot more money than they actually bring in. At some point, it would seem that the proverbial piper must be paid. And one of the ways to do that is to raise taxes. Now, if I had to guess, and I don't have a crystal ball, but just based on current situations and looking into the future with some level of probability, I would say taxes will be higher when I go to retire and start withdrawing the money. And remember, with a 401k plan, if you uh, when you reach retirement age, you are legally obligated to start retiring money out of your plan. Since I believe taxes will likely be much higher, I'd rather pay them now and get them out of the way. In other words, if you invest into a 401k you get to take anything that you deduct you, you that you put into the 401k plan and deduct it off this year's taxes effectively lowering your current taxes for this year but then you eventually have to pay those taxes when you withdraw that money at retirement age so that's why i'm saying i'd rather pay them now and not contribute into a 401k and take the 401k deduction and just get them out of the way. Number three, 
Well, pardon me for not exactly trusting the government to have my best interests. Now, I am no conspiracy theorist, but there have been times in many countries past where they've seized funds from citizens to pay their obligations. I think that if that ever were to happen, 401k plans accounts would be some of the first things that they could target. Now, I don't believe that this will happen. And if that did happen, I think we'd have anarchy in our country. But I fundamentally uh, fundamentally lack trust that a government has my best interest in mind. And the 401k is a government-installed program. So when it comes to retirement planning, 401k plans are one of the most popular options on the market. They do offer some uh, tax benefits and and can be a great way to save for retirement, depending on your situation. But just like any financial tool, there are definitely some potential downsides that you should be aware of before committing your money into this type of plan. So in today's episode, we're going to discuss both the negative and, well, a few of the positive aspects of investing in a 401k plan so that you can make an informed decision about whether or not it's right for you. You know, it's pretty hard to find a financial advisor or a guru on the internet that would tell you not to invest into a 401k. I mean, everyone and their brother touts all the benefits without giving any consideration to the downsides or potentially situations where it just doesn't make sense. Let me repeat one more time so my message is not misconstrued. I'm personally not interested in investing into a 401k, but that does not mean that you should do the same as me. So as far as I see it, there's four downsides to 401ks. These include the potential tax raises when you go to retire, which I've already touched on, a lack of liquidity and flexibility, high fees and expenses associated with these plans, and limited investment choices. We'll also explore how understanding these drawbacks are going to help you decide if it's right for your retirement goals. Now, one of the potential drawbacks is that you may be faced with higher taxes when it comes time to cash out. So when you withdraw money from your 401k, the amount withdrawn will usually be taxed at your current tax rate, which could end up being much higher than what you paid into the account. While the upfront tax deductions can be beneficial now, they could easily become costly upon cashing out as taxes on withdrawals can be steep depending on your income level, and as I previously mentioned, if the government raises taxes to service their enormous debt load, I plan on continuing to grow my businesses, to grow my passive income. So in all reality, my income is going to be higher when I go to retire due to all the passive businesses, passive um, investments that I'm doing. So not only do I think that taxes will be higher, I think that my personal income will be higher. So therefore my tax bracket will be higher. So again, that's why I'd really like to just get the taxes out of the way right now. And additionally, penalties may apply if you withdraw those funds early before you reach your retirement age. So one of the other big drawbacks is a lack of liquidity and flexibility. Grant Cardone, an American author, many of you listen to his podcast. He's a vocal critic of 401k retirement plans. You probably heard him bashing them. According to him, these plans are not suitable for a great retirement because they have high fees and they have a lack of liquidity, meaning that you can't get access to your money 
it's very, very difficult. And if you do access it, like I said, there's fees and penalties. So he believes investing in real estate offers more potential for long-term gains than relying on a 401k. And typically a lot of the investments, most of the investments that you're able to do are just traditional stocks and bonds. Unless you set up a self-retirement, a self-directed retirement fund, you cannot invest into real estate inside one of these plans. And then additionally, he argues that the limited choices available can leave investors exposed to greater risk without adequate diversification, which I fully believe in. If you're only invested into stocks, then you are definitely not diversified and really exposed to some incredible risk. Additionally, these plans have restrictions on how much you can contribute each year and when those contributions can be made. So these limitations really make it difficult for people who want more control over their investments or need to access their money at any time. As an entrepreneur, I need liquidity. There's oftentimes where I want to open up a new brick and mortar location. There's maybe a new marketing plan or marketing um you know, strategy that I want to implement. So these plans really make it difficult for me to access my money, my own money. I can't even access inside these plans. And uh, that really puts a crimp on entrepreneurship. <clears throat> now, these plans can also have high fees and expenses that are associated with them. They can, you know, reduce returns on investments and erode your overall savings. These there are various types of fees associated with 401k plans, including admin costs and management fees, trading commissions, and more. So all these charges can add up quickly and have a significant drag on your long-term financial health. Another downside is the limited investment choices available. While you may have access to some stocks and bonds within your plan, the number of option will options will usually be much smaller than what's offered by other retirement accounts like IRAs or taxable brokerage accounts. A taxable brokerage account is just simply like if you go to Fidelity or Ameritrade, um, any of the big dogs, and you set up an account and uh, you just make trades. You buy stocks, sell stocks. Those are taxable plans because essentially you're being taxed you know, at the moment that you go to sell and make a profit. So here's what I do, you guys. I would absolutely, without doubt, I would max out a Roth IRA early and often. Maxing out your Roth plan while you're still eligible is a great way to save for retirement. With a, a Roth, you can contribute up to 6,000 each year or 7,000 if you're 50 or older. Now, this is as of 2023. And your contributions are made with after-tax dollars. So that means the money grows tax-free over time. And when it comes time to withdraw the funds in retirement, any distributions are also tax-free. So since the money has been growing for so long without taxes being taken out of it each year, it will have had time to accumulate interest and other earnings that can be withdrawn tax-free as well. Now, unfortunately about the Roth plans, when your income reaches a certain level, you're no longer able to contribute. The IRS sets an annual limit on how much you can invest into the account. And if your income is too high, then you'll miss out on the tax-free growth of this retirement savings vehicle. 
And depending on your filing status and whether or not you have access to other retirement accounts, such as the 401k or traditional IRAs, that limit could range from 124,000 up to 196,000. And so if you make more than that amount each year, then investing in a Roth IRA may not be an option for you anymore. And that's why I say it's one of my biggest financial regrets, because by the time that I really figured out that I couldn't invest in these anymore, I kept kind of procrastinating it. It was too late. My income was too high. So I've I've only been able to actually invest into the Roth side for, I think, maybe a couple of years that I had, you know, the maxed out income in there. It's really not anywhere near enough to move the needle on my net worth at all. All right. So I know that I've been a bit tough on 401k plans. I want to talk about the upside and where it makes sense for you to contribute consistent, consistently and aggressively into one. Now, Dave Ramsey, who I agree with some of his stuff and obviously other stuff that he puts out, I definitely don't agree with. He believes that investing in a 401k retirement plan is crucial for achieving long-term financial security. He argues that the benefits of investing in this type of retirement plan outweigh any potential drawbacks, including higher taxes when cashing out later on. So according to Ramsey, they offer tax advantages and provide an easy way to save for retirement without having to worry about market fluctuations or making complicated investment decisions. So although admittedly not a huge Ramsey fan, I think this is where the next statement I'm going to make is where the juice is worth the squeeze. This is the main benefit that I'd say where it depends becomes do it and go all in. These plans provide an easy way to save for retirement because a lot of the plans give investors access to employer matching contributions, which can help them reach their goals faster. Employer-sponsored matching 401k plans are one of the most popular retirement saving options that are available to employees, and for good reason. These plans allow employers to match a portion of their employees' contributions into the plan, which can help to maximize retirement savings and accelerate investment, investment growth. Now, you think about how did these come to be? Well, employers were realizing how much of a trailing liability or a future liability they were creating by guaranteeing pension plans or essentially a guaranteed retirement income until you die for people that you know had worked at their company for a long period of time. Well, they found out how many people were just blowing up on their pension plans where these companies made these promises to workers, but then couldn't back them up. There were a lot of people that hit retirement age in you know the 2008, 2009 retire, uh, economic crisis, and the companies that had promised them a, a pension throughout their retirement years, well, they were financially insolvent. They couldn't do it if they even if they wanted to. So these, these uh, companies decided, okay, this is a lot easier to help people you know, save for retirement. We can control the cost. We don't have to um, try to figure out how to service all of these pension fund incomes that we have to pay out in the future if we just do these matches into 401ks right now. 
Now, typically they offer a percentage of your salary. They can range anywhere from one up to 6%. The most common match rate that employers offer is 3%, though some may go higher. So this means that if you contribute 3% of your salary into a into your 401k, then your employer will match that same amount up to 3%. So of course, a higher match rate would result in larger retirement savings over time, right? Common sense. So even if your employer matches on the low side of what's typical, think about this. That's an immediate and guaranteed return on your capital. I just don't see how you can turn this down. There's not a lot of guarantees when it comes to investments. So take them when you can get them. If the stock market continues to do what it's done over the past century and rise by 8% per year on average, then in this scenario, over the course of many years, you're looking at quite a nest egg. Now I'm coaching a professional or actually have coached him in the past. His name's Nick and I, promise you names are always changed for privacy. So you don't have to have to worry about me putting your personal information out here in the public, but he's taken advantage of the matching 401k and he's got 2.3 million in that puppy. And he's only 52. What's more impressive is he's not a multi six figure earner. I mean, he makes a good income, but it's not over 200 K I would venture his return on capital up until this year's crash was right around 18 to 20% because the match essentially doubled his returns. Now I'm stating the obvious when I say there's no guarantee overall, despite the match, the market can drop and stay sustainably dropped for a multi-year period. And if you're entering your re retirement years in a drawn out bear market, it may force you to sell stocks at a loss if this is your only asset class. So let's wrap this up and put a bow on it. If you're still confused on who a 401k is good for and who it's not, here's my thoughts to put to put the bow, right? If you're an employee working for a company offering a match, I would absolutely max it out and I would not hesitate to do that. If you're an entrepreneur who invests in or plans on investing in real estate, then I would be a hard no. The lack of liquidity once your funds are in the plan is a huge Achilles heel to an entrepreneur and real estate investor, or either one who in almost all cases needs to have quick access to cash to run their businesses and to be able to jump on deals when they arise in the real estate game. On top of that, if you're buying real estate, it's best to just do it without a 401k so you can take the depreciation deduction right now. Now, I know there's lots of it depends situations that maybe I haven't covered here. So if you're still not sure and really clear on your own situation and what makes sense for you, I would consult a financial professional, a non-biased financial professional, that is someone who's not always adamantly in favor of the 401k, like some people are so set on a certain train of thought that they can't see anything else. So you really got to make sure that whatever financial professional that you're working with, that you vetted them for biasm. And this way you can get really good, clear, tailored advice that's going to help you in your unique situation. Thanks for listening, you guys. Let's go out and build indestructible wealth.
Have a great day.